to a brand new Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko. Joining me, as always, is the co-host on the West Coast, Chad Smart. Hello, Chad. Hello, Greg. What a time it is this time of week when we record this. It is indeed a time. Indeed a time it is. Indeed a time it is. And if you're listening to this later, because we don't do this live, I mean, we record live, but we don't put the show out live. I don't know if you're having the same time that we're having at the time that we record this. So, hope you're having a good time, though. And some might say it's the most wonderful time of the year. Some do say that. I think his name is Johnny Mathis. Oh. Okay. Uh, he had that that Christmas song. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Take your word for it. Wow. I mean, I, we talked we we talked Christmas music last time, last episode, and uh, there's a new song that just came out today um, that uh, I'm gonna have to throw in there because I think everyone should listen to it. I'm afraid. Um, is it from the cast of Cats or something? No, it is by the band Rock Sugar. Who is their lead singer is Jess Harnell, who is the voice of Wacko Warner on the Animaniacs. Hmm. And I'm pulling up because I want to make sure I get the title of the song right. It's called Don't Stop the Santa Man. And so what Rock Sugar does is they mash up songs together. And so it's a Christmas version of their song Don't Stop the Sandman, which is Metallica's Enter Sandman mixed with Journey's Don't Stop Believing. But it's not a mashup like a DJ would do. It's an actual band performing the song. Would put a holiday spin on it. Would it be all right with you, Chad, if I played a clip? Sure. Now, if this opens with an ad, I, I apologize. And you probably got to get like a good 30 seconds in to hear the lyrics. Play a minute of a song on a thirty-minute podcast. You're, you know, you're selling yourself short. But I, I could get behind that. Chad, remind me. In fact, I'll do it right now while we're talking. Uh, I'm just going to put that on our Facebook page for the listeners. All right. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Rock Sugar is putting out. They have a new album that is supposed to come out after their Kickstarter campaign ends at the end of the year. That's their first album in like 10 years. It's been banned from Amazon and 
Spotify and because I guess they are too good at mashing up the songs mm. that record labels have said, no, no, no boy now. No Feliz Navidad to you. Yeah, I could see that. You know, it, it's um, it it it's very right there on the edge of like parody. You know, I mean, obviously that's that's what it, it's really no different than uh, Weird Al. Uh, and Weird Al, of course, made a career out of <laughs> out of you know taking like look, I'm not when it comes to uh, uh, Gangsters Paradise v Amish Paradise. I'm Amish Paradise all day long. I'm with you. That's, you know, it's, it's really surprising how Weird Al has made a career that has lasted longer than the people he spoofed. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's a whole other episode. That'll be, we can do a Weird Al episode later. This episode of the Power Half Hour, still in the holiday spirit, we're going to look at holiday Christmas specials or holiday Christmas episodes, if you will, and... Um, you know, I, I didn't really do that much prep work on this episode. Shocker. But I have a list of episodes pulled up, and it, it has reminded me of a few. And I think the perfect place to start is first to ask you, Greg, are you a fan of the Christmas-themed episodes? Or is there a Christmas special that you would watch every year growing up? I... As far as like taking a regular series and having a Christmas episode, I I enjoy those. There's none that really jump out in my mind, with the exception of you know like uh, some of the early home improvement ones where uh, Mark is up there and and maybe uh, Randy and and uh, Brad. It took me a minute. Uh, you know where where they're up there. Um, you know they're supposed to be spelling out. Noel, and they mistakenly spell out Leon, and I think Tim says something about like, oh, he must have been in the manger, you know, next manger over or something like that. Um, but for me, it was you know the the little specials, you know, always. I always got more enjoyment out of those. Those those stay with me longer than you know just the the Christmas episode of of that particular season of being home improvement or. You know, family matters, something like that. Growing up, yeah, I, I think the you know the most obvious Christmas special is the Charlie Brown Christmas, which came into play earlier this month when I think it was the Rockefeller Center had picked their Christmas tree, and uh, apparently by the time it got delivered to Rockefeller Center from wherever they they found it. Um, it was not looking too good. And a lot of people said that they had picked up Charlie Brown's Christmas tree, which was only fitting for 2020. Right. So, yeah. um, and you know, I I had massive recollections of one that I honestly probably haven't watched in over 30 years. Uh, it's not the Muppet Christmas Carol. It was, however, the um, like the Muppet Christmas. Is it Emmett Otter's Junk Band Christmas? It's not Emmett Otter's Junk Band Christmas. Well, um, it should be Emmett Otter's Junk Band Christmas. Well, I'm sorry, Chad. It's uh, it's actually on YouTube, and I watched it with my son uh, just last week. And if you'll uh, allow it, I'm going to do just a quick search on Muppet Christmas. It's not Muppet Christmas Carol. It's honestly, it's it's like they all get together out at uh, Fozzie's 
mom's farm or something like that. But I can't. Does it include John Denver? No, it's not the John Denver one. It it has the um, it has the older gentleman and the dog from Fraggle Rock. Okay, Sprocket. Uh, yeah, thank you. And like I said, it's just it's all of like it's it's Jim Henson's Christmas thing. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know if I'd know that one to look it up. But I would say that Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas was a, a Muppet, staple in my household. A Muppet Family Christmas. Like I said, the full thing is on uh, YouTube. Whether or not it's supposed to be, that's not my call to make. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it, it might be. A, you might have been a little too old for it, Chad. It came out in 1987. <laughs> I was 13. Of course, I was watching Muppets at that time. Well, I don't know. I was still watching Fraggle Rock. So, uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, so that that's one that that stuck with me. Um, obviously, you know enough to Google it or whatever, um, you know, just to find out where I could watch it. And again, it's on YouTube for free for now. So that's that. I'll have to have to look into that. And yeah, I completely forgot about the Muppets with John Denver until just now. And so, and of course, the, like you said, the Muppet Christmas Carol movie. Which is their telling of a Christmas Carol, which is really quite funny because it's the Muppets. Really spectacular, and I remember uh, I've seen it numerous times. Uh, my son really I'm trying to figure out how to explain this. Uh, he would be really mesmerized by that movie, even when it was not Christmas time. I think the first time I actually watched it with him was in like March or April right after he'd turned one. And he's just like, oh, you know, he couldn't Mm. talk, but he could express himself and was very attentive to it. So we've, it's kind of become a a staple in our house. Uh, We've watched it this holiday season, which we haven't watched it as much because, you know, he's much more into dinosaurs now. And, uh, um, but, uh, you know, so, so we appreciate it. But I, I remember I'm looking on IMDb in the trivia and, Michael Caine was attributed to saying that at one point that movie was the most fun he'd ever had making a film. Um, what was the Muppet Christmas Carol? And of course he plays Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, but it's also the first Muppet movie without Jim Henson. It was directed by Brian Henson, his son. So, you know, a lot of interesting things going on in that. And it's one of the more, I think I read this. This might be more opinion than fact, but it's one of the more faithful, I think, adaptations to to the book itself, minus the frogs and pigs and the gonzos mm-hmm. and things like that. You know, so um, yeah. it, it's it was, it was a lot of fun. It's interesting you say that about Michael Caine because this was made after Jaws four: The Revenge, which <laughs> I would have ranked up high on his list of fun films. Uh, you say your son is into dinosaurs. Do you remember the show Dinosaurs? Yes. They had a the special episode called Refrigerator Day. And uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember it, but according to uh, Wikipedia, it says the happiest holiday in Pangea. Pangea. Yeah, that too. Is approaching an earl carried away by the commercial side of the occasion overspends on presents for his family. When the traditional we say so bonus fails to come through for him, they are placed in financial jeopardy. Any hope for a joyous holiday is dashed when the refrigerator is repossessed. 
With no food, refrigerator, or money, they are forced to fall back on the spiritual side of the holiday. Well, that's so it basically ideal. sounds like every single Christmas special. Yeah. I mean, and you mentioned Charlie Brown Christmas. I don't remember that one being like in the forefront of my uh, mind until almost adulthood. I, some of the ones that I remember, I remember vividly sitting on the, on the floor as a child watching the original Frosty the Snowman cartoon. Um, you know, in, in the animation at that time, even I think Rudolph wasn't one. And again, I'm not saying that I didn't know who Rudolph was or, you know, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town or anything like that. But, uh, it, again, when you have one TV in the house and, you know, dad's like, I don't want to watch that, <laughs> you know, be it, be it, uh, they're, they're a hockey game on or, you know, some college basketball or whatever it might be at that time of year, or just something that is, you know, like, I love my dad, but he wasn't easily swayed when he's like, no, we're not, we're, we're watch MacGyver or, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever that became, uh, in later years. And, and, and that's fine. You know, I, I've tried to, for lack of a better term, emulate that guy. I don't want to always give in and watch, you know, what my son wants to watch. And he doesn't like that. And I'm sure I didn't like, you know, watch some of the stuff my dad wanted to watch when I was a kid. But, you know, who who, who runs the house? Do the inmates or, or uh, do, does the warden run run the show? So it's a weird way of looking I, at my family dynamic, by the way. I don't know. What do you call your <laughs> wife? Uh, When it comes to the TV, her when I ask her, I ask her all the time. I said, what do you want to watch? And she's like, I don't care. Because when I come home and she's watching something that is not, you know, something I would watch, and I, I'm not a very quiet eye roller, Chad, so I roll my eyes and she can hear it, and so she's like, this is why when you ask me what I want to watch, I just say I don't care, because whatever I pick, you're not going to like it anyway. <laughs> oh, Chad. Uh, all right, well, we can delve more into your marital strife and, and um, parenthood land on a future episode but to draw us back on topic thank you um, <laughs> you know I in addition to Charlie Brown Christmas which I think people of my age my generation growing up that was a staple but 30 30 31 years ago 1989 I believe it was there was a little Christmas special. It was a one-off, and it has led to the longest-running television show, at least animated-wise. Actually, I think it may be the longest-running show ever, but The Simpsons debuted mm. with a little Christmas episode, which is where The Simpsons end up with uh, Santa's little helper, and it's Homer is trying to – he's counting on the big bonus from work as well. That doesn't come through. And he becomes a mall Santa. And I think my favorite scene from that episode is when Bart goes to get a tattoo and it's supposed to be a heart with mother and has this vision that Marge is just going to see it and, and, you know, love it. And uh, she stops him before it can get done. So it just says moth. <laughs> and then the next scene is he's sitting on the couch and Lisa's poking at it. And he just says, I'll quit it. Poke, I'll quit it. And that just goes on for probably longer than it should but it makes me laugh every time that's uh, and, and so here's the thing and i'm not again i'm not out to denigrate 
anything. I I appreciate its place in pop culture iconography, perhaps, a legacy. And I've seen some that has, has entertained me, but like the the notion of and, and you can do it all on on Disney Plus now, but uh, the before the the purchasing, um, there was you know the beginning to current, you know every episode of The Simpsons. How many weeks is it going to take on FXX or whatever it was? And I was like, I don't, I don't have enough DVR space. I don't have enough. I, I don't have enough, and I, I could, I. As one-offs here and there, they're great, and I'll, I'll sit and watch them. Um, I think the only time that I ever religiously watched Simpsons was uh, just a, a few years when I was living up in Nebraska in my early 20s. And you got to think, that was almost 20 years ago. And they're still <laughs> ripping and rolling new episodes every every year. So I don't know how they do it. Um, it it's more power to them. It's, Simpsons is, again, it's it's legendary. It's not... It's not my go-to. It's not what I think. Excuse me. It's not what I think of first. Mm. If that well, this is going to be the power third hour or power one third hour episode, I guess, because we're just going to shut it down with you talking smack about the Simpsons. So, and I don't want it to sound like I'm talking smack. I, <laughs> you know, I again, I don't, I don't have any animosity towards it. I just, I feel like it. it where where would I start, Chad? If I, I've got Disney Plus, where would I start? If I if tell me, do I start at the very beginning just to start watching The Simpsons? No, I think seasons three through nine are the consider the golden age of The okay. Simpsons because the first season's very rough. They're getting their footing. The animation's a little uh, wonky, um, but three through nine is has most of the classic episodes and. You know, you can go back in the archives and listen to Tom and Jim's top fives, favorite Simpsons episode for them to not mention pretty much any of the classic episodes. So, Okay, well, I will uh, <laughs> I will do that. And, uh, you, you know, I remember listening to that episode when they dropped it however many years ago now, uh, 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 Tom and Jim. And even they're like, this is a tough one. This might be the worst topic we've ever had because there's just so much – and like, you know, there. And I've seen the movie. Does that count? I mean, the movie I feel like is almost twenty years old by now. Thirteen. Yeah. Where does the time go, Chad? I do not know. Okay, well, let's switch gears because if if you don't have The Simpsons, what if I said, do you remember that time Zach Morris tried to hit on a homeless girl over the Christmas season? Does that bring anything to you? Are you familiar uh, with that? And the Those mall. episodes of Say by the Bell? At the mall. They're in the mall episodes. Yeah. And uh, he didn't know she was homeless. And uh, he, But Zach Morris is trash. Exactly. Which I believe they have done an episode on these episodes and talks about what how trash he is for um, the way he treats the homeless people. Yeah. He's a... Uh, and that's why I'm not. How do I how do I phrase this? I'm not getting too worked up and, and running toward uh, running to the Peacock app to watch the new stuff. Um, I don't know, Chad. I just don't. I don't. I don't have much to say about it. 
Okay. Well, I can tell you that the new Saved by the Bell should never have been made. That's my opinion after four episodes. So, okay. I'm going to keep going with no more other episodes. Do you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I do. I, I let me. I, I will preface this by saying I got onto it very recently, thanks to my co-host of the year, Mike Luther, over at Nerd United. He says Brooklyn Nine Nine is a show you should watch. So I, I have watched. Uh, you know, I, I'm into it. I'm, I'm a few seasons in. Is there's an episode um, <clears throat> in season three called Yippie Kayak, and it's um, they basically are in a die-hard situation, which for Adams. San, or Adam, <clears throat> Andy Sandberg's character, Jake Peralta, is like the greatest thing ever because Die Hard is the greatest movie ever. Um, but yeah, it's a really funny episode. You can go check it out. Um, I'm sure it's on Hulu or Peacock or HBO Max or Netflix or somewhere wherever it's streaming. So, uh, Hulu. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. On Hulu? It's that on too. Hulu. That's where I watch it. Okay. So. Okay, and then this one, surely you have to know the claymation episode of Community. Absolutely. Um, I believe it's called Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. And and he uh, systematically eliminates people who don't want to buy into his, uh, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, his delusion. Is that, mm-hmm. is that, the, is that the appropriate way to phrase that? <laughs> Um, yeah, no. And, and that's, that's a lot of fun too. And, and it reminds me, you know, while we're talking, you know, Christmas specials, uh, you know, we mentioned towards the outset again, uh, Charlie Brown, but I mean, the Rankin and Bass, you know, claymation or stop, stop motion animation, um, shows were and are. I mean, we, we've watched Rudolph a couple of times cause you're getting my son and that's a song he knows. And, uh, uh, we'll watch, uh, before it's all said and done, we'll watch uh, uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, by the way. Uh, the voice of uh, Mickey Rooney, I believe that's right, as, uh, as Nick, St. Nick. Uh, and then we will watch A Year Without Santa Claus, which is uh, Heat Miser and um, Cold Miser. So, um, And again, I feel like you're going more towards sitcoms and shows with specific holiday themes and mine were just like holiday specials. There's nothing wrong with either of them, Chad. Um, well, it's cause I didn't really have a list. And so I just pulled up a website right before we started recording. And so that's where I was going. Cause I was going to talk the only one that I had, I mean, obviously the Charlie Brown Christmas and like you said, Rudolph is a, and Frosty the Snowman are both timeless classics. Um, the one that I, uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know if I want to bring up the Grinch just because the Jim Carrey movie ruined the Grinch for me. And by the way, as we record, as we record this, we're one night away, I believe. And by the time this is released one day after the Grinch musical broadcast on NBC. So Hmm. I didn't know that was going to be a thing. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Um, But but the Grinch is the time. The cartoon is is fun. Um, the movie, not so much. Now, this is going to blow your mind. I have seen the Scott Mosier directed Grinch movie that came okay. out just a couple of years ago. 
I watched it a few months ago. What did you think of it? It was fine. It's, I mean, it's it's the Grinch, not bastardized by Jim Carrey. So, what do you hate uh, about Jim Carrey's version so much? I just, I just never need to see that movie again. I, I, I words escape me with how bad, and it's uh, it's become a running joke of. My friend Sean and I will blame each other for suggesting going to see The Grinch when it was in theaters. Yeah, it's just not a good film. But the cartoon is good. And, you know, going back to uh, the other one I want to throw out again, Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, which is a takeoff on the um, Gift of the Magi story. And there's a YouTube video of five minutes of outtakes of one scene from Emmett Otter. And uh, I don't know what they were trying to accomplish in the scene because they all look the same to me, but it's pretty funny hearing Frank Oz get uh, frustrated in character of <laughs> having to do multiple takes of a scene. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to look that one up. I'll have to find it. I know uh, you know Disney has a pretty extensive uh, collection of Muppet stuff. I don't know if they have mm-hmm. Emma Otter and the uh, Jug Band. Um I believe it's on Amazon Prime. Okay, that, excellent. I, I've, I've uh, got that service as well. Now, do you do you have any particular? I'm trying to figure out how to word this. I believe that the song predates the holiday specials in both Rudolph and Frosty. I believe. Um, Probably same can be said for Santa Claus is coming to town, but do you have a preferred like holiday special song? Uh, be it uh, you know like one that comes to mind is a, uh, bum bum bum, you know I'm Mister Heat Miser, I'm Mister Sun. No, I do not think so. Nothing comes off the top of my head. I just feel very silly for shaking <laughs> shaking it and singing now. I was hoping we'd get a duet going. No, and I don't even know the words to Mr. Heat Meister 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 Meister. Meister. Leeton Meat Leeton Meester, who apparently is a real person that I've seen like three or four times and still have no idea who she is. I don't know who that is either, so that's convenient. <laughs> um there were some other ones, you know, going back to my childhood, I believe, uh, and this is funny because we see the characters pop up every year in a commercial, but did Flintstones have some kind of Christmas special back in the day, or did they keep it just for Fruity Pebbles? You know, I could see the Flintstones doing an episode, but apparently, according to this list that I have, they did not. Hmm. The Fraggle Rock had a episode. And the Fresh Prince of Bel Air had four episodes. Trying so, to think, good um, for them. Like even like shows, you know. I mean, The Office had some great, you know, Christmas, uh, you know, with the be it the arrival of Belschnickel, or uh, uh, when uh, um, the only one I could think of is when they did the white elephant gift mm-hmm. and the teapot. 
the button. Michael got an iPod, iPod for Ryan. Right. He's like, it's a $200 thing, but we're supposed to leave it at $20. Uh, and then there was, and all of a sudden, I can't remember her name, Phyllis, uh, wanted to be Santa Claus. And uh, uh, Michael comes in and he's like, you know, comes, he turns his, you know, Santa suit around and his Jesus. Um, you know, the Belschnickel one was good because it had a little twisted of a spoiler. Jim coming back to the party at the end of the episode. Uh, and that made Dwight happy. You could see where they were very confrontational mm-hmm. and, uh, and a lot of animosity towards them at the beginning of the series. And then uh, they kind of grew up like brothers uh, as the show went on. So uh, a lot of good times there in uh, in a Scranton, PA. So. So let me ask you, do you find Christmas episodes, because you said you're not a big fan, do you just find that most of them are kind of hokey or they all kind of borrow from the same plot? Like you either get like a Christmas Carol-esque episode or a Gift of the Magi type situation. Do you, do you find there's really not a lot of well, variety? I don't, I don't think I, I – it's not that I dislike them. I just – a lot of them are, you know, they in one ear and out the other. You know, I don't retain a lot of – their you know special qualities because I know you know some of those shows I watched from the '90s were real special, but that was 25 years ago and I don't remember much about them. So, yeah. Well, I would love to keep this conversation going because we didn't even get to an episode that I'm uh, glad we didn't get to, and that is the Seinfeld Festivus episode because Seinfeld is dumb. But we're out of time. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.